Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. This is a little uh, video slash podcast that I like to uh, throw out into the universe uh, once a week where I like to talk about all things investing, talk about what's going on in the markets, what I'm seeing in the markets, some observations that I have regarding the, the stock markets, and uh, also share with you some of my own investment decisions that I'm making, some of the thought processes that I'm using. Um, and to filter into my investment decisions. Ultimately, it's just to share with you some of this uh, so that hopefully you can take some of this away and bring it into your own um, decision-making process as you're trying to figure out uh, what stocks to, to buy and sell and what ETFs to buy and sell. So my name is Amin Reina and I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And what I do as an investment coach is I help people who want to become more financially independent, but they just feel somewhat intimidated, uh, confused, and frustrated by this whole investing concept. They either don't know where to start if they're just looking to begin investing or they've been investing for a while, but they're just frustrated because they just don't seem to be making any progress with their portfolios. So what I do as an investment coach is I teach people and I engage with them on how to make more educated, uh, ultimately more successful investment decisions so that they can achieve a certain level of financial freedom in their lives and achieve it with confidence. So this is episode 86. And uh, in the last little while, I've been just trying to figure out what's going on here in the markets. And uh, it's interesting since I've, I've been away uh, and I'm back, I've been you know kind of building up a little list of kind of getting a sense of what's going on in the markets and taking sort of a, a pulse of the markets. And it's quite fascinating to see where we are right now. And it's also creating a lot of questions in my mind about how things are gonna go forward. So I thought I'd share with you, really kind of lay down kind of a baseline in terms of you know what's going on in the markets, what's happening in the stock market right now, and how, are we gonna, how, how can we deal with this stuff going forward? So right now, if you're looking at what's going on in the market, what's been going on pretty much for this year, it's, it feels like almost every day that the market, especially the US market, and markets all around the world are just setting new record highs, literally almost on a daily basis. And if you just look at the numbers, and I'm just gonna go through a whole bunch of numbers here with you, it's, 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 it's amazing. If you just look at, focus just on the Dow Jones Industrials for, for a second, the 30 largest US stocks in the, uh, in the US. If you just look at it right now, if you look back to last week, um, the, there was a record for nine straight, uh, how do I say this? On nine consecutive trading days, the Dow Jones Industrial Average uh, set a record high. And it just recently posted 10 consecutive days where it went up. It was a positive uh, stock, for a stock, the index increased. And that's the second time that's happened this year. And if you go through history, of the stock market, of the Dow Jones Industrial. These two times that the market's gone up 10 straight days has happened to, if you go all time, the two of the top six have happened this year. Let's go even further. So far year to date in 2017, the Dow Jones has, has set 35 record highs. And that's the same amount, it's highs actually. The last time the market, the Dow Jones uh, set that level of record highs was 1999. And we know what happened in 1999. That was just before the dot-com thing and the whole NASDAQ and tech stocks and dot-com companies kind of collapsed and everything like that. So that's going on. Uh, if you look at the CAPE ratio, which is basically what's called the cyclically adjusted PE ratio, 
Right now, and this is not at this moment, but at one point in the past couple of weeks, it crossed the third, it reached a level of 30.49. And it has never, the last time, that's the only time it's reached this kind of level has been two times in its history. And the, the last two times this happened was in 1929, when it was at 32.56. And we know what happened in 1929. There was a big crash in 1929. And the last time, it crossed this level over 30 was in 1999 again 1999 when when the market was about 44.20 so the uh, the cape ratio uh, just to give you a sight it's essentially what it does the formula for that is just taking the price I guess the price of the Dow Jones of the of the market and dividing it by the average 10 years uh, earning and adjusted for inflation. So it's another <clears throat> indicator besides the traditional PE ratio to give you a sense of in terms of valuation. So interesting that the current rate of the CAPE is at the same level as two previous uh, points in history which preceded a market meltdown. So that's one thing. Um, then I saw this uh, report coming out of uh, this really inter interesting chart from the uh, American Association of Individual Investors, and they talked about their members um, reported having the lowest cash balances since 2000. So meaning they're pretty into, the retail investors are very, very, very um, engaged into the, uh, into the market. So that's another element going on right now. And Despite everything, so when you look at it right now, the market's really, really, really doing well. It's really priced. We're setting record highs on a daily basis. And on the surface, it looks really great. Yet when you drill down a little bit further, you get some other interesting kind of analytics pop up. And despite stocks going up, uh, you know, hitting record highs, uh, when you look at the total, um, the number of stocks that have actually gone up in value, you know, increased in price, uh, the total amount of stocks that have gone up during this whole period is less than 40% of the total uh, market. And if you look at the volume, the trading volume of these stocks that have been going up in value, they only represent about 40% of the total trading volume. And the last time these two elements occurred, literally at the same time, was in 2007. And we know what happened in 2007. This is before um, the whole financial crisis and the subprime meltdown and everything like that. Interesting enough, these two events, these two elements have never occurred. Before 2007, it, they never occurred. So, and it's happened a few, it's happened many times since 2007. And each time these two elements have happened, it's preceded uh, a market, the stock prices have gone down shortly thereafter. So it's, and just to give you another element of where we are in the markets, I found this really interesting tweet um, uh, on Twitter, and it was just an interesting quote to, to, usually what happens when markets are going really well is just everybody becomes an expert. So here's this interesting tweet that I came about, came across, quote unquote, only five, only five good stocks, and listed FANG, which is Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. Everything else, garbage, end quote. And the quote was made by the person's barber. <laughs> so when you get when your barber is telling you, you know, what to buy and what stocks to buy, remember the traditional like shoe uh, shoe cleaner, shoe salesman, or whatever, telling you, you know, these are the stocks you need to buy. The market's this, and everybody becomes an expert when stock prices are going up. So that's kind of in play. Um, 
So, you know, everything is awesome right now. When you really look at this, everything is awesome. And despite all this stuff that's going on, this is all going on in a backdrop, within the backdrop behind all this, underlying all this, is we're dealing, especially in the United States, we're dealing with a situation where we've got, you know, a mad king and a whole bunch of minions that are just creating so much chaos, so much uncertainty, um, so much gridlock now going on in, in the U.S. government um, that it's causing, you know, all kinds of, like, uncertainty out there. And the U.S. dollar is falling now and that whole scene. Now we got all this stuff going on with North Korea and all this, you know, trash talking that's going on and missile launches and nuclear holocausts and stuff like that. Um, we've got trade tensions now where the U.S. is kind of like, you know, detaching itself, getting out of treaties, Paris Club protocols and Paris agreements and renegotiating NAFTA and getting out of walking away from stuff. Despite all this stuff, markets keep going up and up and up and up and up. Um, so the question I have right now, and this is kind of where I am right now, and that is, and I think I'm, I'm not the only one like thinking this, is that how sustainable is all this? Like this is this this can't just keep going. We just can't keep going like this, setting record after record, um, hitting flashpoints and hearing hearing you know milestones that are historically have been triggers for major pullbacks. Like this can't go. And then on top of that, layer on top of all this, all this political geopolitical tension and uncertainty out there. How is this all gonna like? It's almost literally a house. It feels like a house of cards right now. Um, out there, and it feels almost like like it's like a like we're dealing with an X Files episode. Like there's something out there. Like right now, I'm just like there's something out there that's gonna just blow this whole thing up. And that's kind of really what I'm trying to figure out right now. It's like what is out there that's gonna just take this whole thing down? And you know what is it? And when is this stuff gonna go down? Um, personally, like my sentiment, and I've said this a lot in, in previous episodes and on my blog. Um, I've been very skeptical about this market. I just think uh, the stock market over the last five plus years has just been overpriced. I just don't think the stock prices out there reflect economic reality because we've had such a huge distortion in asset prices because we've had this incredible amount of stimulus, amount of money that's just been created by central banks, rock bottom interest rates that have just forced people to go up the risk profile and put their money into investments and assets that they just have no business being into, but because the alternative is 0% return in their bank account. And personally, I've been short last three years. I've been short, part of my portfolio has been short the US market. I just think it is a house of cards kind of mentality. Um, and it's been a tough trade up. It obviously lost out on that trade. It's been a bad, investment decision on my part and there's been many times where I've just kind of questioned saying you know what I think I need to get out of it and just move on and just can't fight this anymore and every time I do that I then look at all these numbers and I look at all this sentiment out there and I just say you know what this is not sustainable I have to keep holding on to this and that's what I've been doing it's been very tough it's been very painful um, and I've been tempted to just cut it off and just uh, cover the shorts and just get on with it um, but I just really feel down deep down and I just looking at the numbers when I see these kind of numbers I just go this isn't sustainable at some point this whole thing is gonna crap out um, So that's kind of really where I am and that's where I'm asking myself a lot right now Especially the last couple of weeks. I've just seen so much. There's just so much Weirdness going on in the market. So the question I'm having and this is really what I'm talking you know, I'm talking about too And I'm sure I just I'm just talking this out like 
you know, um, just trying to talk this out, trying to figure out like how to deal with this, because how do we deal with this as, as investors? So, you know, the question is, when is this, you know, is this sustainable and how long is this going to be sustainable for? When is it going to happen? What is it going to look like? What is going to be that trigger that's going to just take this whole thing down? Right now I go, I have no idea and I can't predict the future and I have no idea how this is going to work. The best we can do as investors is we can just make educated guesses because we can't predict, I can't predict the future. I have no idea what's going to happen 20 minutes from now, let alone like, you know, six months from now. So. You know, I've been trying to kind of scratch out, kind of mind map out some ideas about what could take this whole thing down. And so I've got a whole bunch here and I thought I'd just share it with you. And again, you know, feel free to, you know, take it for what it's worth. And, uh, you know, it's, these are just, I'm just trying to make some educated guesses about what's going to happen. So the first thing I think about, um, and it has to do with the Mad King and one of the reasons why the markets have been going up, especially since the election was this premise that especially with Wall Street, a lot of people in Wall Street thought about this. It's like now with the Mad King, one of his big campaign promises was lower taxes and ton of money into infrastructure, um, you know, building a wall and all this kind of stuff he was promising in the campaign. And that really floated the boat of the market. And a lot of the market, a lot of the valuation, all the movement in the last since the election has really been driven by the expectation that these things are gonna get implemented, especially when you have a Republican-dominated Congress, you think these are gonna be just rubber-stamped. But as we've seen now, um, it's not happening, and it doesn't seem like any of these things are gonna happen. And so, at some point, the market has to recognize this, and right now they don't seem to recognize it, they don't seem to care, maybe they forgot about it, or they just discounted it already, but at some point, people are going to realize that, you know what, a lot of the stimulus spending and all the spending that's being, that the Mad King was talking about, it's just not going to happen. And we've priced the stock market to factor in all that. If it doesn't happen, then boom, like something has to collapse, something has to give. So that's one element I'm thinking that could take this thing down. The other element, again, related to the Mad King is just he gets taken out. Like he's either resigns, he gets impeached. All this stuff that's happening with the FBI investigation gets throws out. The whole Russia thing gets in the front and becomes front and center. It looks like there's a smoking gun and he has to bail and he has to get out and all that whole uncertainty, that constitutional political uncertainty that comes into the United States, that's going to call come into play. That could happen. When it could happen, I have no idea, but it's, that's, it could be, it could be the trigger. That could be a trigger. Um, <clears throat> Again, building on the Mad King, another element that could happen is something stupid happens uh, in Korea. Either the Mad King loses it and launches a whole bunch of garbage over there, or the guy over there launches a whole bunch of stuff to us, and war breaks out and all kinds of stupidity then plays out. And that's a big deal um, because of the region, and it's really... You know, when we talk about how integrated we are in the world and how world commerce now flows, like all supply chains are all real-time, integrated, multinational. Korea has is a very integral part of the world uh, global supply chain, especially related to electronics, technology, and all that stuff. So if that place gets totally screwed over, then that's going to be a problem for all of us, and that could could be that could be the trigger that takes it down. Um, what else was uh, other things I thought that may do it? It's it might just be old, an old-fashioned interest rates go up and they go up at enough of a, a meaningful pace that people just say, you know what, I don't want to own stocks anymore. 
It could just be simple, you know, the fact of the matter is the Central Federal Reserve has been increasing rates slowly. Um, if they start continue the program of increasing rates and now they're talking about pulling money, liquidity out of their balance sheet and taking up the, uh, shrinking down the, the, the money supply, that could have a really negative impact. Historically, that's what happens and that it is negative to stock prices. If that starts get firmly entrenched, that could be a trigger that could take this whole thing down. So interest rates. That whole concept is out there. Um, another thing, just kind of going a little bit out of a tangent, maybe just a left field, is China. Something happens in China. Um, there's a lot of issues with respect to the debt levels in China, how high they are and how unsustainable they are. We're dealing with zombie cities, the whole real estate concept over there. Something happens there. Um, not like anything that happened a few years ago um, with the Chinese stock market. Everybody was putting their money in the China stock market. It just became a house of cards. It blew up. Something could happen over there. And that usually could have a negative trickle-down effect to other places around the world. So China might be a factor in, in all of this. And then finally, the, the other element that I could think of that could just take the market down is people just had enough. People just say, you know what? I'm okay with what we, I'm okay with whatever profit I've made. I think I'm going to take my marbles and I'm going to go home. And a lot of times when you're dealing with bubbles, asset bubbles, there's no rhyme or reason for an asset bubble to pop. It just happens. And a lot of times um, when you think of, just think about the image of a bubble, you blow a bubble outside, it floats, it just kind of goes wherever it wants to go. But, and then at some point it just pops unless you physically go and pop it, but a lot of times it'll just pop on its own. And a lot of times it'll be other factors. It'll be the wind, weather, you know, sunlight. It's, it, they just happen. And a lot of times if you look at a lot of the major market crashes in history, especially if you look at 1987, when the market went down, um, you know, October 20th, uh, 1987, when the market went down 20%, 22%, there was no major significant news event. Nothing happened. There was no war broke out, nobody, no, no terrorism. There wasn't, you know, somebody resigned, something happened with a company going down. It just happened. There was no significant news story. And that's the times bubbles pop just randomly. And uh, if you look at the 1929 crash, kind of the same, although there was a bit of a buildup on there, but acid bubbles pop just whenever they want to pop. <laughs> so a lot of times you can just try to rationalize and be analytical and try to look at all the analytics and, and figure, well, this happened, so this should this happen. A lot of times it just shit happens. And uh, just gotta, gotta roll with it. So right now, it's, we're just in a very, very weird time right now. The markets are just blowing up and going up and going up and going up, but underlying it, there's just something out there. Uh, I have no idea, and it, you know, I talk, these, all these elements are out there, but is one of these elements gonna be the thing that's gonna take this down? And in terms of trying to figure out when this kind of stuff was gonna go down, you know, again, we don't know. And that's what's so frustrating, I guess, as, so I guess it's the occupational hazard of investing is just, you can't predict the future. You don't know the future and you don't know what the estimated time of arrival of a specific event is gonna be. You just kind of have to think about it, things in terms of probabilities and making educated guesses and just kind of having the plan. And that's why the plan, you having an ideology, an investment plan, investment strategy is critical for you to balance out all these different types of options or things that are out there. Because no matter what happens, if you have a plan, you're gonna be able to react to that. Whatever happens out there, you're gonna be able to have to tacti tactically 
and methodically execute your plan and get the types of decisions that you're gonna need that are gonna help you preserve your capital in bad times and make money in good times. So it's just something where I think we're all fighting through this right now. I'm fighting through it. I'm just sharing you what I'm, what I'm thinking right now, how I'm feeling about it. And I don't feel great about it. And at the same time, I'm still buying stocks. I'm still making, you know, when I see good companies and great businesses selling for a cheaper price, I'm gonna go look at them, I'm gonna consider them, and I'm gonna buy them, because I'm not buying them just to flip. I'm not trading these stocks, I'm buying them because I think there's great businesses. So that's part of it, but that's, again, it comes back down to my plan. So despite everything going on, I'm still actively looking out there and looking for good investment opportunities, because there's always something out there that's worth considering. So I hope, I love to hear what you guys think about this. Like, I love to know what kind of, uh, you know, your feelings and thoughts about this in terms of where we are in the market. Where do you think it's gonna go? How are you kind of planning for how things are gonna evolve? Um, are you planning for how, how things are gonna evolve? You know, feel free, like, let's talk about it. So you can give me a shout through many different channels. Uh, you can email me through my website, sageinvestors.ca. Just send me a shout out, I'd love to hear about it. You can hit me through Twitter. I handle as at Sage Investors. I'm on there all the time, commenting, tweeting about things that are going on in the market, sharing you, sharing with you different insights on what I'm seeing in, uh, out in the market. You can hit me in real time. Uh, you can also hit me through Facebook. I've just, several weeks ago, I just put online my Facebook page. So you can just do a search in Facebook on Sage Investors and feel free to drop, uh, drop a line on uh, your thoughts about where the market is right now and I'd love to hear your insights and let's have a chat. Let's have a little, little chit chat and banter some ideas about what, what we can do. Um, also, you can also hit me through uh, email in a sense that um, every week I publish my own set of uh, little email newsletter. Uh, I call it In The Loop where I just share with you my latest uh, uh, blog posts, podcasts, and uh, videos that I that I post on my website, and so you can get it once a week, every Wednesday morning. They go out, and I also share with some uh, share with uh, with the readers um, various articles that I'm coming across, that I'm using, that I find interesting, that I'm kind of integrating into how I formulate my investment decisions. So I'm sharing it with you. So if you're interested, you can go to my website, sageinvestors.ca. On the homepage, there's just the sign-up sheet, just an email name, and boom, you're on the list. And uh, I'll make sure I get you get a you get an email in your inbox every uh, Wednesday morning. So that's all I got for you in these bizarre times. Um, thank you very much for listening. If you're interested in any of my previous podcasts, you can go through iTunes and subscribe. I got, like I said, I'm almost closing in on that hundred mark, which is amazing. Uh, or you can go to my website, sageinvestors.ca. All my previous episodes are all there and, and also my blogs and some more information about my coaching services, as well as the online courses and in-person courses that I teach on investing, uh, with stocks and investing in ETFs. So check it out. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, it's all good. So thank you very much for listening in or watching in uh, for another, uh, with another uh, episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amon Reina again of Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. Take care. <laughs>